There we go. It's Thursday, everybody. You're almost there. Almost to Friday. Welcome to the show. We'll uh, we'll help you slide into that transition. It's uh, Back to the Window with Scott. Scott, I'm your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And we get together every single day and do this, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, at least until tomorrow. Uh, we help you in that journey to head back to the window. Scott, where the hell are you? I'm in Florida right now. Oh, you did go to you went to Florida. Yep. And uh, where are we staying? I'm in the Fountain Blue. The Fountain Blue. The Fountain Blue. I have to I, every time you stay there. I have to tell the story that uh, my daughter, my granddaughter, when she was uh, between one and two, pooped in the fountain at the at the Fountain Blue. So very good. It was not blue. No, it was not blue. It was a fountain, but it was not blue. So what sort of family activity are you down there for? Uh, seeing my grandparents. Okay. All right. Very good. So. Very good. Uh, Bronco Devil, you're a hundred percent right. Uh, herding, herding cats. Is, I'll just that's just what I'll say, buddy. Uh, Andrew Colajeds is in the house. What's up, Andrew? Uh, Ninja checking in. Mariners minus two thirty now is ridiculous. Agreed, Ninja. We talked about that on the last game, on the on the last show, uh, and he added a two hundred. And I said uh, that's how you end up with a day job, is uh, playing the fucking Mariners at minus two hundred. So uh, yeah. Uh, like steel in the house. How'd your uh, how'd your day go, Scott? I know a lot of people. It'd, it'd be a travel day. You wouldn't get a chance to get any bets in, but I know you loaded up on the tarmac. So how'd you end up doing? Uh, yesterday was not great overall. I ended up winning with the Astros. Uh, middle of the show, I said that they had a two-run homer in the ninth there, which was nice for me. But Andy Murray killed me. Uh-huh. It happens in tennis, you know. You take a guy who has a nine and zero career against another guy, you lay two fifty, and he loses for the first time in his career against that opponent. Not ideal. You take some swings, you miss. It is what it is. Yep, and I, I know you. I know you had a nice tribute on your Twitter feed to Andy Murray. <laughs> yep, not gonna miss him at all. I bet him anyway. Like I, I didn't like him before he screwed me over, but Murray's been my least favorite player for a long time. Right. And, uh, yeah, he couldn't even get me a win. He, he should just retire at this point. It's like me betting on the Raiders during NFL season, and then, then the Raiders do Raider shit, and you're like, well, I could have seen that coming. So, I think Murray was undefeated in the first two rounds of Wimbledon his entire career, and he just couldn't beat Isner. He just couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lex says he hit a 600 uh, from a, a four-legger at 50 bucks. Very nice. Lex! Outstanding. All on Wimbledon picks. Well done, indeed. Big X, we're going to miss you guys, too, man. Uh, no question about it. And uh, Mr. Not Gone Yet, great day. Thank, Great Scots. Thanks, JR. Appreciate it, man. Uh, did you read Bronco Devil's comment? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> uh, there's a long... There's a long... There's a chasm between losing on Andy Murray and pooping in the pool. I'll just say it. Now... I'm not counting it out. Uh, you're gonna be drinking on that trip. Uh yeah, I'm probably gonna have some drinks tonight. Okay. Not out of mourning for the Murray loss, just because I'm in Florida, so I might as well. Okay. So, so Scott pooping in the pool, whilst a long shot, is still theoretically on the table as long as alcohol is invo- involved. I guess technically, if you want to put the odds on that, it's five hundred to one. Five hundred to one. All right. But, you know. All right. I think I'd rather play the Mariners. <laughs> All right, it's good to be here, guys. As always, we ask that you take a minute and smash that like button. Uh, We do appreciate it. As always, of course, get subscribed to the Winners and Winers YouTube channel. 
place you can catch great daily content from guys like me and from Scott, our other fine handicappers that are getting a little exposure over there and doing a good job. Um, that's one of the things I'm going to be doing in my new position, by the way, is working with those guys and uh, working on the videos and getting the production in and uh, the delivery a little cleaner. So that'll be some, that'll be fun. I love I love I love teaching, Scott. I love it's a good time. So um, what else? The Max Wagers Network YouTube channel. Of course, you still catch great live content, even though uh, this show is, uh, we're going to call it going on hiatus, Scott, because nothing nothing is forever in showbiz, buddy. That counts, I guess. So we're going to be going on a hiatus for a while. You can still catch parlays over there, as long with, uh, you know, all the other great content that you've, you've come to expect. Sean Higgs at noon, Allie Burns at one, uh, Chris doing his thing at two, uh, and then at four o'clock, I hated to do it. Sean Miller talking about soccer from around the world and uh, Detroit Lenny and the Earl brothers bringing it home at game time decision at 5 p.m. So um, there you go. I uh, stop by stop by the Hard Rock, says Renzo Brothers. You like the Hard Rock? I was Rock? planning on it. They yeah. have a nice poker room over there. There so you I'll go. Probably stop by. Gonna play a little poker. We can play a little two five. Uh, either two five or one two. I haven't played uh, actual in person poker in probably a year and change. So. I don't know if I want to go straight to two five, probably one two. We'll see what happens. Depends on the room, man. Sometimes uh, the one two games are just as fucking they're they're crazier than the two five games. Yeah, so. I have the role to play two five. It's just a question of if I really want to. Right, right. Oh yeah, we know you're coming off that big parlay win, buddy. We well, how that. how many how many uh, big blinds do you, you did you used to buy in with when you were entering a table? Um, I like to have a hundred. Okay. You. Sounds about right. I think I can play with fifty. Yeah, but I don't. I I could do it with it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sit down with any less than fifty. I was gonna say I don't need to be deep stacked. I don't need a hundred, two hundred, whatever. But I'm not gonna show up and only play about like twenty bigs. I'm not doing that. I'll play fifty. Right, right. I think I think you and I are pretty much on the same page. Let me ask you this: If you've got a table with an unlimited buy-in and you've got gigantic stacks there, are you gonna adjust? Are you gonna adjust your your bring in? I think you have to, don't you? Yeah, especially well, especially if you're like fucking playing PLO or something. See, so you like that PLO. I'm P- PLO is fine. I mean, at the end of the day, some of it just so much of it just comes down to, well, I got good cards, but I don't have the nuts, and everyone around me has four cards apiece. So, am I going to live? That's really the question, right? Uh, my friend and I, uh, what I consider myself a pretty good Omaha player, but I have a, an expression or an acronym that is the most important acronym in Omaha. PTB, pair the board. Yeah. Because that's usually what you're sweating out for pretty much every single hand of Omaha. No question. Now, you you play 08? You like playing 08? I'm not a high low guy. I just play regular. See, that's my, that's, I love, I love playing, I love playing 08. That was the best thing about, uh, I think it was Paradise Poker that had the game. It was either Party Poker or Paradise Poker. They had a, they had pot limit 08, dude. It was just, my, my friend uh, played a little bit of 08 online he came in second in a tournament yeah i played regular for omaha i came in third in one tournament and i think i came in like seventh in another one so i've had a couple of final tables at regular omaha all right very good uh tim also plays poker i i did not know that uh friday's layout it's um some get money sports wanted to know uh when is tomorrow the why is, uh, um, I, it's pretty much all on me. Uh, they've tagged me to work on a special project for a, 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 an endeavor that we're trying to put together. I can't I can't say too much about it yet. 
but we're supposed to, we're going to have it ready for, we're going to have it ready for football season. I'm excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun, but it is going to take my time away enough where at least for now, this, uh, the show is going to be on hiatus. So again, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I could big, uh, big O, uh, takes more. Oh yeah. You play, you play big O. Uh, yeah, I play regular Oma. Okay. All right. See, I'm, I know. At least I'll, I'll explain it this way. I originally started dabbling with Omaha, and I guess I just got into the regular version. I didn't really need to find another version with the high-low when I was doing well with just the high. Yeah. So I just decided, I guess, to never really pivot. I'm sure I would enjoy it. I just never really put in the reps. Fair enough. You know, see, I, the thing I like, I like playing limit poker too, and I know, and I know you're a no-limit guy. I like playing. I'd rather put my skill and my ability to make the right decision hand after hand, game after game, as opposed to putting it all on the line for some fucking uh, nit to hit a three outer on the river to beat me for fucking three quarters of my stack. That's that's or my... you're or you're flipping and the positive EV play is you should call this, but then you still have like a forty four percent chance to lose all your money. Correct. Correct. So exactly exactly right. Exactly right. So uh, it's kind of why I gravitate towards uh, towards limit and towards O eight. So I just dude I just don't want to spend two hundred dollars to see a fucking flop at PLO. That's what makes me crazy. Well, that, that's why when it comes to actual poker rooms, I'll play uh, No Limit, just regular yeah. Hold'em. But yeah. that's the thing. If you're going to sit down for Omaha, and I enjoy Omaha, you need a huge roll because you're going to be paying to see a lot of cards. Yep, that's uh, that's absolutely true. Uh, JC, it's going to be on the oh, Winners and Winers. It's going to it's going to be a Winners and Winers project. So you'll be able to you'll be able to find it there. And if we do this right, you're hopefully going to find it in a lot of places i'll just i'll just say that so uh and then we've got two more nascar shows scott so tomorrow isn't the end the end for you and i we've got nascar tomorrow and then we've got nascar friday yep all right so let's uh find out a little bit about uh about what happened yesterday shall we scott let's take a look and uh identify the winners the whiners the people that took it in the shorts the people that took it to the bank the good news, the bad news, you know which side you were on, and now we're about to let everybody else know as well. It is time once again, everybody. It's Thursday. Get ready. It's the second to the last time. I'm going to be doing that a lot. It's the second to the last time, at least for a while. Let's uh, Let's call the cops. All right, very good. We're going to start off in the major leagues. There's been nothing but disappointment and sadness from this series, and it continued yesterday. Red Sox, Blue Jays, under eight and a half, six runs in the first nine innings. Fuck, the day before, we just needed it to uh, go over. It's lit out and went under by a half. Well, you know what? We just needed to stay under. You had it capped right because it ended up at six after nine innings. Unfortunately, it's the 3-3 kind of six. So you got a little room to play with, but not enough because they put up five runs in the 10th inning your under eight and a half is just a distant memory you got to call the cops and for the second one you had several bad beats in the same game whether it was the under or the twins money line but we went with twins money line because it's worse against the guardians uh they scored three runs in the top of the 10th so as long as your team doesn't completely implode in the bottom of the 10th you're good and they imploded. You had Naylor hit a walk-off two-run homer with two outs in the 10th. Cleveland hangs up a four spot in the bottom of the 10th inning. And Minnesota ends up losing 7-6. to six. Mm, Hell of a baseball game, though. 
I, it was a great baseball. No game, rooting but. interest whatsoever, but yeah, hell of a fun, fun game. And finally, if you had the Cardinals against the Marlins, well, they were able to get to Sandy Alcantara just a little bit, got three innings, got three runs uh, through the fifth inning. Why? Because we had the under four. That's how I know that. Uh, they led that same three to two lead with two outs, top of the ninth. Cardinals bullpen, what are you doing? Didn't get the call. And there's your two-run dinger, the Cardinals. They lose it 4-3. to Yeah, definitely uh, an interesting spot when you have one of the better relievers in the game and he blew the save. Mm -hmm. I believe he had a below one ERA, I think. I think that's right. Uh, Uh, Did you you see the the controversial quote-unquote play? I did. Uh, Once again, it's another one of the situations where you have controversies and unless you have fully indisputable evidence – they tend to just either keep the call on the field or at the end of the day, even if the call was missed, you still should not give up a two run homer with two outs in the ninth. Nope. Nope. So there we go. Fair enough. Uh, there was some good news out there yesterday. These were the nice, easy victories. Maybe this is where you were on hump day. Maybe you're just uh, kicked back. It's hump day. You're having a camel, having a little cocktail, sitting in the rocking chair. sounds kind of expensive if you're going to have a camel. But if you had the Mariners on the money line against the Orioles, maybe that helped you afford a camel because they led 9-1 to one after four innings, and they won 9-3. to three. It's easier for a man to put a needle through the eye of a camel than it is the uh, Mariners to score nine runs. And I, I, I you can know. bring the Mariners to the plate, but you can't make them drink. Or you, <laughs> you can bring – yeah. Or yeah. you can in this case because they scored a bunch of runs. Uh, I'm I'm hoping it wasn't for all you people that laid two thirty on the Mariners. <laughs> Hope it's not their only time they fucking score this week. Hey, if you had the Cubs on the money line against the Reds, you know what? The Reds, uh, they're not very good. Uh, they're and they're just starting to uh, be more not very good because the Cubs five nothing after five innings and there was no shenanigans. They end up winning. They end up winning that game eight to three. And the last one, it was a soccer match, so you know that there must have been either a lot of goals or one team won by 30. And if you had FC Cincinnati and NYCFC over two and a half goals, there were three goals in the first 30 minutes of the game. And each team scored four goals. The game ended four to four. Total was two and a half. Outstanding. When you go over by five and a half in a soccer game, uh, we could have put that on the odds makers are drunk too. Yeah, we could have. Hey, you know what? This is this is kind of a sad because usually it's like something that somebody does wrong and we're like, that's just stupid. We're just so but this is a situation where it's wasn't self-inflicted at all. We're truly no sarcasm at all. We're not mad, but we really are uh kind of disappointed. So, Scott, we talked about this the other day. Was it was it a game? That was going on during the show? No. I, I watched it. Uh, I actually had a play of the day on it a couple of days ago. It was the Phillies-Padres game. I want to say Saturday night. Because I know we were like... Te- I, knew, I, 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 I We must have been texting back and forth about it. Cause I, I'm pretty sure it was Saturday night. Okay. So Bryce Harper gets hit on the thumb. You know, you see players get hit quite a bit. Most of the time, they're able to get away with a bruise a couple of days. But sometimes they're unfortunate, and things get broken, and that's exactly what happened. Scott, what happened to Bryce Harper? Uh, he ended up fracturing his thumb, 
and he had surgery on the thumb yesterday. There's a chance he comes back this season. It seems like that's what the expectations are, but he should be out for a couple of months, and there's a chance he might not play for the rest of the season. So I know everybody out there in the comment section, I'm almost certain everyone out there has swung a bat. Can you imagine anything more painful than trying to swing a bat with a broken thumb? I mean, obviously you can. There's more things painful, but that, that's got to hurt, right? I was going to say, I think one thing that would hurt more was getting hit in the thumb by a 96-mile-per-hour fastball in the first place. That Point. probably hurts more. Point but. taken. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, brutal. Yeah, just, just a bad break for Bryce Harper, bad break for the Phillies, and most importantly, bad break for Ry Cape. Also, just for baseball fans, Harper, yeah. of course, is the defending NL MVP. Mm -hmm. And they got a fun lineup. You throw him in there with Schwarber. You know, Hoskins hits a bunch of home runs. Real Muto's good, too. But Harper's a fun player. And unfortunately, he's going to be on the shelf for a couple of months. Yep, absolutely true. So, Scott, we talked about the soccer game. Cincinnati, New York. That could have been the odds makers were drunk, but they weren't because we have an even better one. Let's find out. What that is, start to take the, take the last drop of that Jack Daniels bottle and just toss it down the alley, Scott. Let's find out what the odds makers were fucking drinking yesterday. All right, very good. So Astros-Mets got together yesterday. Uh, pretty good pitching matchup, right? You had, uh, what did you have? Uh, you had Verlander against Walker. Against Wa oh, that's right, against Walker. That's right. So total was eight. The two good offenses has kept the total down at eight. But again, we stress the importance. Two very good pitchers. Justin Verlander, the uh, leader for the Cy Young Award in the American League. Taiwan Walker having a surprisingly good season, almost keeping that Mets rotation uh, single-handedly in place. He's also been virtually unbeatable at home this season. So right. Walker's home numbers have been great. Absolutely. So the total on that game was eight. Scott, for the first eight innings, how many runs on the board? Uh, zero. Not a run. Not a run. The Astros ended up hitting a two-run homer by somebody that you absolutely had roasted earlier in the yep. game. And In my defense, though, I, I might have still been right on that roast because they should have pinch hit him in that situation. But Cause he, like, he had another bad after that. Right, right. And he did like, he, he did get out in the situation he, where I said he should pinch he did shit the He did shit the bed when you said they should have pinch hit for him. So I will absolutely give you credit for that. But he came back and hit a two-run homer in the ninth inning. Uh, Mets could not rally. That game landed two. Two, Scott. Odds makers. It's Verlander. It's Taiwan Walker at home. What the fuck are you thinking? All I know is we've seen a bunch of six-and-a-halves this season, especially in the early portion. Right. Doesn't this check, like, every box yeah. of a six-and-a-half? Well, and I liked Houston because they had good numbers historically against Walker. But good numbers batting average-wise doesn't change the fact that I don't think anybody expected the Mets to do anything against Verlander yesterday. Right. Did you? I thought Verlander was going to shut the door on him. Yep. Yep. As long as he didn't have oh. one of those, wow, Justin Verlander just shit the bed kind of days. Yeah. I thought Which he happens, what, like once every two, three months? Yeah. 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 Like three starts a year. He'll, he'll, yeah, get, he'll have much. those. But yeah, as long as he didn't want to. If he was Verlander. You knew it was going to be a long day for the Mets, and it was a really long day for the Mets. It so. was going to be a rocking chair anyway, yep. but if you put it at six and a half, I think that that's reasonable. Yep. Eight's a little bit absurd with that pitching matchup in particular. Yep, very good. Uh, Zewar Carter said the Twins are up three to one. Yep, yep. Had an early lead there for the uh, for the Guardians, and now they are down. I still have faith in that Twins bullpen to, uh, to suck, though. Uh, Chris says Rochelle should get, his own, should get his own show. 
uh, I wholeheartedly agree and endorse that option. I think you should. Why don't you host? Uh, once again, that's not my decision. That's up to the higher ups. But I've, push I've for seen. it. Push for it. Yeah. Hammer them. Yeah, I'll I'll push for it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, I totally I totally agree, Chris. Good, great point. Uh, right. So they made another joke. Hey, Bronco, he's a funny kid. He really is. And uh, before you go, I truly want to thank you for uh, teaching me uh, what a nerf he is. Yep. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it's been around for a while. We just talked about it a lot, you know? I've never heard it. We've, we've, we've definitely been betting on that a couple, three seasons. I now. have always called it a no-run first inning. Me too. So. Me too. The, the whole nerfy thing. Uh, Ali said the first time I ever heard of it that was when Ali said it. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So the I think nerf- the first time I was betting on nerfies was in like eleventh grade. <laughs> I think. So last year, three years ago. Uh no. I graduated like three years ago. <laughs> no, I know. Believe uh, it or not, I'm twenty five. I know, so, dude. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm moving up there. Yeah, you're the uh you're the uh, you finally got the break on your car insurance. Uh yes, for renting cars. Yeah. And, and you can rent no no, you 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 get a break Sep- on separate, yeah, I know. Yeah. Absolutely. I have the right to rent cars and pay gas, pay for gas money. You know, isn't that, isn't that the dream? Yes, it really is. Uh, JC says, you don't have a Twitter account. I was checking yours out. I didn't see any comments. Do I have to be a member to see comments? I don't think so. You should be. No, I, I, I was making comments on some stuff during the morning, mostly my uh, trip through TSA, which is always a fun time. Did you get, did is you it get... a bigger waste of time than pulling aside your bag just to go through the toiletry section and to remove your toothpaste because you have a little bit more than what's the uh, minimum or the maximum amount? Uh, No, I don't think there's a bigger waste of time. All I know is that there's, of course, the travel size. Let's just say that I had half of a full size, which is basically the, I'd say, close equivalent to the fluid ounce number that you need. And they straight up like put my bag aside, and they just took the toothpaste out of my bag and threw it in the garbage. Was it a carry-on? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man, I can't do that. But I'm just like, what do you think I'm going to do with toothpaste on a plane? Really? Like, that? that's what you're concerned about? Get this motherfucking crest off this motherfucking Guy's got a Colgate swarm. <laughs> like, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. What are we doing here? What do you got? More than half a tube of AIM? I heard him say AIM. Uh, Scott, uh, Mage- Ma- uh Magellan You know, said, Scott, though, if, if they don't confiscate the toothpaste, then the terrorists, the terrorists, they win, win, right? They win. There's so, n- no there question about it. Uh, Magellan says he likes, uh, the Minotaur. Uh, what is that? Diminure? Oh, uh, yeah. Close enough. All right. Versus Draper, uh, over 10 and a half. Uh, for the third set. So far, they've had some competitive sets. The issue is Diminuar is still not a very good server. He's mostly just a very good rallier with a lot of actual great court coverage. Draper is a guy who's not afraid to go for broke, and that could occasionally bite him, but you had 7-5 in the first set, Draper serving for 6-6 in the second. I guess I kind of have to agree because the sets have been very competitive up to this point, but if you get a 6-4, you might get screwed in there, but it's been a very good match, so I don't mind it. Magellan says you should do a daily tennis show. Here's here's my prediction. If you did a date, would you like to do that? I wouldn't mind it, but once again, I'm doing a tennis podcast like two, three times a week. So here's my here's my prediction. Uh, not many views because it's not it's not like the 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 top betting sport. But the people that watch the show would fucking love it. 
And yeah, they would be would, very, would very incredibly say, loyal. loyal fans. Huh? Yeah, yeah. and a hundred percent, hundred percent, they would really dig it. So, um, always laugh when young people say, "I've been doing this my whole life." <laughs> oh, sorry, buddy. Sorry. I mean, you know, that's all he can. Bronco, that's all he can do, though. I mean, what do you? What do you? He's going to be our age, and he's going to be able to look back and go, "I've been doing it since I was in the fucking eighth grade." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as impressive at twenty-five as it is at say sixty, but um, you know, no, I got no beefs. Uh, it is, it is funny. Uh, my, my funniest is like my granddaughter's nine. She'll say something happened when I was a kid. I remember doing that when I was a kid. You're, you're fucking nine, okay? Calm down, crone. You, you got some time left. Oh, uh, JC, follow him on Twitter and you can find his tennis podcast. There's going to be a post about it tomorrow. They got the official graphics ready for it. So there's going to be something about my tennis podcast on Twitter. We got graphics. Yeah, we got graphics. They got a logo for my podcast, uh, Spotify links, Apple links. There you go. Ready to roll. All right. Very good. Uh, Brockers is like 15 year olds on American Idol. Yeah, that's pretty unreal. Uh, Joan is late. I hope you have a note, Joan. You know the drill. Got to have a note. All right, Scott. Got kind of a short card tonight. Got some. It's getaway. It's getaway day part two. Uh, that always means a few day games. Um, of course, we do have a farm for tonight as we look to go out strong. <sighs> Didn't quite get it done yesterday, did we? Uh, no. But unfortunately, uh, we knew Otani was going to be very good pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kopech, not so much. You know, Otani ran into a little bit of trouble in the top of the first. He he kind of got he got out of it, and then Kopech could not get out of it. So, yep. Well, Otani though was so damn good last night again. Yep. 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 At this point, are you just? I don't want to say it's a lock. Is the best move right now just to bet Judge and Otani to an MVP? Yes, I was and just see what happens. I was going to su- I was going to suggest that the other day because um, it's still a profitable play on both of them. I think I don't know who else is in the running. Right, right. And like I've heard rumors of, of course, Jose Ramirez, but a nobody out of things given him like in serious consideration. Right, and B, do you think people are going to vote for Cleveland? Like, you have two huge markets with New York and Los Angeles. Yep. They're going to take all the media coverage. 100%, my friend. Uh, JC says, you're an old soul. I'd rather hang out with him than any old mofos like me. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Scott and I have spent a lot of time together, and he is uh, he is definitely an old soul. Yep. He he, uh, he plays – it's like a golf course. It plays shorter. It plays longer. Scott plays older than he is. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just say that I've no I've noticed that from day one the first time I ever had you on my fucking podcast back in the day so it's a trickle down effect so I'll tell seven year old kids to get off my lawn <laughs> you know it trickles down a little bit yeah but. very good what are you guys doing fucking wiffle ball it's not throw how you throw a wiffle ball you play wiffle ball you, you... Uh, I I never I didn't play like a professional whatever nice. yeah every now and then on Saturday you'd hit around a wiffle ball in the park I didn't yeah see I didn't know if you had if you grew up somewhere with a yard I knew you grew up in yeah. You always been on Long Either a Island? yard or a park. You know, I used to go to the park and hit some wiffle balls around. Okay. Uh, oh, David said he had uh, Otani over six strikeouts. Easy money. Uh, Andrew says he plays younger than he is. At least I try to. Uh, put on your backwards hat and your affliction shirt. I, I was telling Chris Scott, uh, I was at the concert last night and saw three guys like in their 50s wearing, two of them were wearing their hats backwards. I couldn't stop laughing. Nice. I, lit- I literally laughed as they walked by. Um, that's is, is there an age limit on that? Am I? Is it just me? I don't know. Is it just because I, 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 I can't I mean, I rock say, it? Am I just mad at everybody that can? 
question. When Limp Biscuit came back on tour, was Fred Durst still wearing the backwards hat? Dude, my wife, my my wife, my daughter saw them two weeks ago. I will ask her. They was okay. I was you know there's an arena. Your can, daughter saw Limp Biscuit. You know there's an arena I can see from my house. That's where they were. It seats it seats about twenty five. That's kind of hype though. It seats okay. about twenty five hundred people. Uh, saw Limp Biscuit and somebody else that you'd go. Oh yeah, I could totally see them touring with Limp Biscuit. So okay, I will. Uh, and I asked her how it was, and she said it was exactly like you thought it would be. Who can I picture touring with Limp Bizkit? Uh, I mean, they could go in several directions. You can go 90s fully and say Incubus. Like, you can go a couple of directions. No, it wasn't Incubus. It, it wasn't Incubus. No, it but wasn't. I'm saying, it could be another rock band. It could be a 90s band. Really, there's a couple directions you could go there. Uh, Very good. Oh, you've, uh, you have to stop wearing jeans? Um, Jeans are kind of... Uh, jeans are fine. Jeans shorts is a separate discussion. Like skinny jeans? That kind of shit, or designer with the with the shit on the back, designer jeans. No, yeah, I agree with you. Like everyday, day to day jeans. Yeah, it's okay. I'm a sweats guy. I'm not a fucking jeans guy anyway. I don't care. Age is just a number, says Joan. Damn right. Damn right. Uh, I'm still trying to think of who I can picture with Limp Bizkit. Chris says, tell the story about how you met. Me and you. Uh, uh it, it was pretty <laughs> simple. Uh, you were still doing your bank the bet podcast right. at the time, right? I was doing some articles in college for winners and whiners and they wanted somebody else to come on as a guest on your podcast. So they asked me, you don't know this guy. Do you want to go on a podcast? I said, yeah. And it's like, cool. And then I met you about two minutes before we went live and we talked about some NFL games. That's basically it. There you go. It's, it's definitely not a meet cute. And and for the record, we have never met in person. No, we still have not met in person, but when it comes to the overall meeting, it was just two minutes before we went live. I'm Scott. I'm Scott. Nice to meet you. Let's go over some football games. And we talked football. And that was basically it. And you were probably, what, a s- junior in college? Uh, yes, I was a junior in college. There you go. Uh, actually, <laughs> I might have been. A, I was actually a sophomore at that point. Corn with Limp Biscuit. I think Corn's that's a good guess. I think, that's a, I think that, that might be right. That's a very good guess. Oh, that's a great guess, Eric. I've got she. She almost cut her foot. Or almost cut her toe off earlier today. Or I just call her and ask. By the way, when that. you said who I could picture, I think the number one choice is Kid Rock. I could see Kid Rock and Limp Biscuit like touring together. I could see that. Dude, I told you, I saw I saw Kid Rock, and he was fucking great. He but was... just imagine break stuff followed by Ba with the Ba. Like I can see that combination. I can see that happening. Uh, agreed. Uh, JC... Pretty much anybody from the Woodstock 2000, I can see <laughs> touring with that's a biscuit basically. Uh, that's a great point. JC says, uh, I see a lot of concerts and you look fresh every day after. You must not be uh, boozing. No, I am not. I just it's uh, my boozing days are behind me, and it's not any kind of like program or I just I just got bored with it. I just I just, I just spent. I I I got my share. This is what I'm saying. I I had a great run through my 20s, some of my 30s, but it just it doesn't have much effect on me. I don't, I don't want to drive and be buzzed, and I doesn't add any enjoyment to me. So yeah, no. And even more importantly, dude, it's hotter than shit. So at my age, you start drinking in the heat, and you just pay the price. So no, I go. In fact, I'm going to another show tonight. I'm going to go see a uh, Third Eye Blind and Taking Back Sunday tonight. So. Went see went see bare naked ladies last night. So yeah, dude, it's a uh, it's summer concert season. I fucking missed it for the last two years, and I'm loading up this year. I want something new to get me through. Isn't that third eye blind? Uh, yeah. What's he, what are you singing? 
Uh, I, I want something. Uh, semi charm kind of life. New? Yeah, semi charm. Yeah, semi charm yeah. life. That's yeah. third eye blind. Yeah, okay. absolutely. The, I was trying to think of what the title of the song was, but you knew where I was going with it. Yep, absolutely. Um, Scott R, what are your leans with your daily best bet? Yeah, let's talk some. Let's talk yeah, some baseball. Well, I, uh, I, I saw somebody ask before if my free pick videos at night are going to now feature leans or anything because I don't have a joint show anymore. Uh, no. <laughs> it's still probably going to be three, four minutes. I'm still doing podcasts. Yeah, stuff, somebody. So, I, uh, I saw somebody comment that your video should be longer. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah, they could be. You know, I, to be honest, I get paid the same no matter how, what the length is. So we've, you know, we've we've hit it right there. If there was a fucking, if there was a bell, it'd be going ding, 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 right there. It's, it's just it's, saying. You know, it's it's not. It's just a matter of I have one pick and I'm giving it out. I know when I started out, I was doing live streams for like twenty something minutes. It's just like. <laughs> Most people just want one pick and get out of there. So I just get out of there. Dude, I still get comments. My videos, even like when they run like nine minutes or something, people are like, why are your videos so long? And I just laugh because when I was doing the deep three at the very, at the very end, before I grabbed the reins, we were doing 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. And it was and just, my videos are just like other people commenting on yours. Like you should make yours like rice shell that are like three. Yes, and a half. exactly. And like, all right. My God, stop fucking talking. I recognize when I when I was doing longer videos, people just wanted me to just give out picks. I'm like, all right, here's three minutes of just pick breakdown. Enjoy. Here you go. <laughs> now get out of my face. That's kind of how it goes. But... I'm doing the uh, I'm doing the uh, Capper of the Day Awards. I'm doing the uh, Buckeye Newshawk Awards. Yeah, you do silver, a lot of the, extra research that I don't remember sow. anybody asking you to do. But, you know. <laughs> That that's between you and you, I guess. That's, uh, nobody asked you to do this. It's like the NASCAR show. It's just like, all right, I came up with a scoring system that's going to determine the points. Who told you to do that? It's like, no, I felt like adding multipliers for finishing spots. I'm like, I don't remember that being any like. You didn't have a discussion at all. You just went rogue and came up with an extra scoring system that takes a lot of work to actually come up with, and nobody asked you to do it. So. There you go. I was looking for any excuse I could have to grade more picks. It's fair. I'm just saying. It's like, all right, who do you like for the race to win? What do you like for this? Oh, by the way, we have a friendly bragging rights competition based on the finishing position of each driver. I don't think any viewer ever asked for that, but we've been rolling with it for a couple of years. There's bonus points. There's fucking multipliers. Yeah. Like, listen, we went 0-7, but I gained 42 points on Shell for the first place lead for the imaginary Winners and Winners Cup trophy. Rye so, asked, yeah, that, that, that's the silver lining. Rye asked you know? on the last show, what's it like when you smoke pot? Take a look at that scoring system. Yep. That fucking answers your question right there, buddy. Um, okay, so for tonight, Scott, we've got some uh, interesting games. We talked a little bit about the uh, the situation there with Seattle, Tampa Bay, Toronto. It was uh, it was uh, it's going to be the cooch going again, and it's going to be a bullpen day for Tampa Bay. It looks like Whistler gets to start. Probably going to be backed up by Yarborough who has been awful um, this season and went down and did a little stint in the minors. Supposedly he's been better. Am I wrong just to, to dead fade the cooch here, Scott? He's been he's been really bad his last four starts, five starts, yeah, whatever. Yeah, either Tampa team total over. I know Wander Frank goes back in the lineup. You could go with Tampa first five. Toronto's been good lately, so I don't know. I don't know if I want to fade them full game because Tampa's offense has been struggling. Kikuchi sucks, man. He's awful. And it's a shame 
because he was actually an all-star last year and people uh-huh. forget about that. Yep. And then second half came around, and ever since that point, he was decent to start this year. But it feels like every single year he's just a ticking time bomb. So or it's just we know at some point in the year he's going to hit a wall, and it's just not going to turn around for him. And last year he hit that point probably around July. He hit it May this, this year. This year he, it was like mid-May. He so, just got absolutely killed so every time out. Here's the thing. I think this is what I think they do with him. Because Chris says, well, they got to send him to the bullpen. I go, you're not going to sign a guy for th- three years at $36 million. You're not going to send him to the bullpen after three months. I think you either that, trade him or you designate him. If he no, 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 no. If he has one more bad start, they're gonna they're gonna send him. Uh, he's gonna have the mystery injury. He's gonna go. Okay. He's gonna go on the IL for a couple of weeks, maybe longer. Gonna go to the gonna go to the minors for rehab, and they're gonna work on some shit, see if they can fix him, and he's gonna come back and get at least two or three more starts. All right, uh, for, uh, designate for assignment's a bit harsh, but I'm wondering what type of market teams would actually have for him. I guess you can argue, you know, international prospect, maybe there's some untapped potential there. But it seems like every single year at some point, he just gets absolutely torched. Yep, absolutely true. Okay, so Scott Bronco brings up something. And I've always wanted to know, what do you say at the beginning of your videos? Uh, so I, I say, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another... To, I say, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another installment of Scott Selections. Here for whatever today's date is. Bronco Bronco go, did Bronco did write that correctly because there is no spaces between those words. Yeah, pretty much. I remember a couple times when I was like working with you. I'm like, dude, you really need to slow down. You're like, okay, I will. And then I'd watch the next video. Like, you want me to Because you got I think I think I slowed down for like a day or two. Right, but it's just my natural cadence. Yeah, I get once that. again, it goes back to the point of people just want me to shut up and give out the pick. So I'm trying to go as fast as possible. But you know, <laughs> I don't know for whatever reason. I just have always done my daily videos in a faster pace than my i guess conversation voice i don't, I don't know why maybe because i'm talking to myself i think it's a little weird but yeah i get that i don't know i get that uh bill mcdonald says where they pay the cooch 12 million yeah 12 12 million a year 30 36 for three and That's the thing though you always overpay for the international prospects or you think you're overpaying until otani shows up and mm-hmm. suddenly got yourself a deal of a lifetime but you can think of all the other contracts given out to Japanese pitchers. The Yankees had Agawa. You had Matsuzaka. You had Nomo. You had a couple of guys who showed up who were supposed to be transcendent talents, and they didn't really live up to it. Now, no. Darvish did early on for Texas. Sasaki, the up-and-coming pitcher with back-to-back perfect games or whatever, is going to be the highest-paid international prospect of all time. Yep. So it kind of depends on how you look at it, doesn't it? Yeah, it really, it really does. You're welcome, Bronco. You're absolutely welcome. Um, what is the price you would lay on Seattle tonight with Gilbert against Adrian Martinez? Uh, what's the price I would lay? It's yeah. a great question. I would take the run line, if anything. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to the actual matchup itself, I would consider maybe A's team total under. Once again, keyword on maybe there. But Seattle's been decent. Do you still trust them? Not really, but Oakland's actively punting. So I don't really know what to make of that spot. Seattle, of course, should win the game. They're minus 235, so that doesn't really mean that that there's any value on it. Some good value on the run line, though. I was going to say, the run one I'm tempted by, of course, they're the home team, which is why you are getting such a good deal on the and run they, one. And they don't score. They can't yeah, score but for shit. Martinez made, 
is 1-0, 5.1, 5 and a third innings pitched. I mean, there's no sample size at all. There's no book on the kid. Do you take a shot with the A's first five and just hope that he is so unknown that Seattle just doesn't touch him for five innings? Yeah, Chris actually did the deep dive on his minor league stats. So he's had one start in the majors really good, but he's been shit in the minors, like 5-6 ERA and not good. Uh, Chris brings up a great point, and I know, Scott, you like to – you like to riff on NBA salaries on occasion. Harden refuses $43 million. Where does he think he's going? What a great question, Scott. Where is he going to go to get more than that? He's not. He's going to Philly. He's taking a pay cut so the team can have a better supporting cast. Which I actually give him credit for. Now, I know, of course, it's $37 million. You know, congratulations. You'll still be able to sleep at night. But Harden was one of the last players in the league that I thought would take a pay cut. Right. And he did. Agreed. You know you know who uh, one team wishes one of their star players took a pay cut? Uh, Russell Westbrook with the <laughs> Lakers, who's getting paid $48 million. I think the Lakers would have loved to potentially save a couple million there. But Harden's not going anywhere. He just chose to be a team player and save them a couple extra million dollars to potentially get P.J. Tucker. So I think oh. I think two of the biggest not surprises was Kyrie exercising his what forty three million dollar option, yeah, and Westbrook taking the forty eight. Like yeah, well, no three, shit. And, and John Wall getting forty eight or so. Oh, and then he, immediately, he immediately got bought out like a day later. The but, worst. Yeah. What uh, what they end up giving him? I want to say they gave him like forty four out of the forty eight or something. Or Jesus whatever. Christ! But he hasn't played in a year and a half or so. And how many? Yeah, Wall's made. Probably somewhere north of like two hundred or three hundred million dollars. How many games do you think he's played total? He hasn't played a hundred games with has Houston. He? Has he played a hundred games. He did. He played zero last year. He played like thirty or whatever the year before. Right. He's probably around like eighty, maybe. Right. With that, Houston, that's what I'm thinking. That's unfucking believable. Yeah, that's Paul and uh, Durant just asked to be traded. That did happen. I find it really funny though that Kyrie. Uh, said that he was demanding a trade. Katie doesn't say anything. And then Kyrie said he's staying with Brooklyn. And then Katie immediately asks for a trade. I'm starting to think Katie doesn't like Kyrie as much as people think. That's all I'm saying. Could be. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's could. a weird coincidence of a day after your best friend, your Robin, so to speak, says he's coming back. You suddenly say, all right, get me out of here. I'm done. Detroit Lenny. There's an optimist right there. Well, you got to be an optimist if you're a Detroit sports fan. He wants to Durant to the Pistons. Let me dream. Let me dream, says Detroit Lenny. Now, assuming Detroit would actually be able to pull off a trade like that, Cade's untouchable. I'm assuming Ivy's in the deal? Got to be. So, Ivy, couple firsts, and I don't know, you throw in Bagley and you hope that the, I don't know, the Nets take the bait i guess like i, I don't know yeah yeah phoenix is the interesting one because of course they have Aiton, who's a potential sign and trade candidate they also have a couple first you can get a cam johnson or somebody so phoenix i think makes the most sense of any team that might make a shot for durant i don't know i think a really funny and interesting question if you're the clippers or the net or the nets in this trade do you consider shopping around a Paul George or a Kawhi Leonard? I think you with have the injury histories. I think you I, have I, to. I don't know. I think you have to. I think that's an option. I think Leonard before Paul, but I think you could shop either one of them. Just saying, if you want to talk about the actual teams that could 
make a serious push for Durant. This can go horribly for Durant, by the way. Like, the Nets could send him to Sacramento. Oh, yeah. Like, they could just straight up sabotage his, like, legacy by guaranteeing him not winning a championship in the next, like, three years by trading him to San Antonio. Like, this could get really bad. So Enjoy the magic. The Nets said they're going for whatever deal they can get. All right. Very good. All right, Scott. Well, not fortunate last couple of days. Time to turn it around. We've promised to go out on a, uh, or promised to do our best to go out on a winning streak. Let's see if we can do it, my friend. We got one cooked up for today. It is time, everybody. It's Thursday. Grab your overalls, put on your straw hat, climb aboard that John Deere, and fire that bad boy up because, kids, once again, you know it, you love it. You didn't pack it, did you, Scott? No, I did not. All right, there you go. Well, it's time. Security gave me an issue over toothpaste. You think they would have let me slide with a ha- with a farm hat? Come on. S- seems seems unlikely. Well, even though only one of us will be enthusiastically wearing their straw hat, it's still time to bet the farm. All right, hang on. There we go. You good? Really only got two ways to put that on. (laughs) Afternoon, everybody. So, Scott, we talked about it yesterday. Didn't go well. Time to move on. Let's just... uh... Let's just move on and uh, come up with a completely different idea, shall we? Well, we're not back in a good team, but we're back in a good spot. So, No more nerfies. We're off off the nerfies. All right, so this is going to be everybody's favorite. It's the Cincinnati Reds. Hear us out. Boo, I can hear you. I can hear you. Stop it. We're going to play the Cincinnati Reds' first five on the money line as they go against the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs... They suck at home. They've lost 26 of their first 40. Ashcraft. Ashcraft going for Cincinnati. He's had a surprisingly good season so far, and he has been outstanding at night. 27 in third innings pitched, a .99 ERA. That's given up three runs in those 27 and a third. Kyle Hendricks, our old buddy Kyle Hendricks going for the Cubs. He has been a disaster at home, 41 and two-thirds innings pitch, 5.18 ERA. And finally, the Reds, they do all right there at the Windy at the Windy City. In the friendly compines, they are 5-2 and two in their last seven meetings there at Wrigley. You don't even have to watch the whole game. Just watch the first five as the Reds, well, they take care of business. Scott, final thoughts? Yeah, also didn't mention that Hendricks is... Uh, pitched once against Cincinnati this season, four innings pitched, four earned runs. So he did not fare well the first time around. Ashcraft, we think, is actually decent. So if we think Cincinnati can get to three or four against Hendricks, I think they're in a good spot. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Especially getting a push on the money line, of course. I mean, you could take plus a half if you really wanted to. Yep. All right, guys. That's going to do it. We appreciate you stopping by. As always, that's the farm. That's the show. Thursday's in the can. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for all the great comments, not just today, but throughout the uh, throughout the life of the show. We appreciate it, and we really couldn't do it without you. Come back and see us tomorrow. It'll be a special day. I think we're gonna we're gonna have Allie on. Uh, Will she be here? I have no idea. Minus one thirty. Allie being on the last show, though. Yeah, that's right. She'll be on the last show. So. All right, you guys take care. Have a great day, and uh, we'll be back again to do it tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, helping you in that journey to head back to the window. See you then, guys. 